This is Josh Jackson, Keith Heron, and Carrie Shuck. And guess what, everybody? You're listening to the, the Big, Big Boy, Boy Pants, Pants Podcast. Season three. Oh, the athleticism. Hey, big boy. Yeah, I'm a big boy. That's a big boy, sir. I'm a big boy. People who put on their big boy pants. Hey, big boy. Hey, how you doing? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. And this is not for the faint of heart. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Oh, it feels so good. It does it feel feels good, so man. good. I feel like a like a giddy teenager right now that just got to have a sleepover or something. <laughs> You're gonna say like I just got to third base. Yeah. <laughs> jo- Josh is like a different kind of teenager. Yeah, I, was, like, I was trying. To, wait, I didn't want to go that way. Who all gets to come over? You guys want to go? Oh sleepover? man, we're gonna TP people. My sister's driving. I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna, hey, hey, I'm gonna put shaving cream on the driveway. Oh, never gonna, gonna know. It. Never gonna know what hit him. <laughs> oh man, it's good to be back. This feels right. It feels so right. And uh, we want to apologize for for being away for so long, uh, but hopefully you guys have gone back and listened to some of the old episodes, and, and you're ready for some new stuff. Yeah, I, I know that Caleb Fulton, who's in... Uh, well, since we haven't since we have done this, like Robbie and I have become the uh, teachers of the Young Marrieds class. So it's, it's uh, you know, there have been several divorces. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're, you're actually, you guys are actually teaching the young married uh, couples yeah. class here at church. Yes, we are, and it's uh, it's very exciting. And one of the, uh, I don't, they're not students; they're just adults. You can call them students. <laughs> yeah. Caleb, Fulton, one of our proteges. Caleb Fulton the other day came up to me and he's like, "I listened to five hours of your podcast the other day," and I was like, That's, "I am so sorry." That is commitment. <laughs> so yeah, it's. Uh, Did we, he have anything good to say about it? Well, we were at the marriage retreat, and he was heading back to his table. He just. He saw me as he was getting his food and said that. So I really haven't got to uh, um, go deep on that conversation. Yeah. But what's funny is, as Sunday as we were talking, he starts to say something um, about our speaker at the marriage retreat. And he said, Carrie, as a man of comedy, and Robbie just starts <laughs> busting up laughing. And I'm like, shh, shh, shh. He, he's saying something. Yeah. He's saying something. He here. knows what he's talking <laughs> he, about. He, he knows. He gets it. I mean, that's why I t- Robbie was like a man of comedy. I'm like he knows. Robbie, you don't. We yeah. are a genre. <laughs> we, we are. In a, a, yeah, yeah. You know, well, uh, our friend Brand uh, was telling me a couple weeks ago how he was driving back from a job site and was playing one of our podcasts for one of his coworkers. And uh, it, I'm telling you guys, it's got staying power. It is. And when we we put out that feeler on Facebook saying, "Hey, we're on our way back," I'm telling you, the buzz. Started. It's palpable. People were talking. They were asking, yes. "Is this true?" It is true. We're back. Here we are. We are. Here we are. And and Carrie, um, you were talking uh, a little bit ago about uh, the marriage retreat that you guys were at this weekend. Yeah, the bridge puts the, the bridge does such a good job of uh, making sure that every that that the married couples, um, you know, from the older all the way down to the newlyweds, that they have these things to go to. That they have these different things set up to help your marriage in different spots. There was a, a class on Saturday for finances. I mean, there may be young groups, young couples, older couples uh, that need help there. There is talk about spirituality and faith, and then there's sex talk. There's there's talk about empty nesters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's and a great speaker. It's just a, a lot of good things that come together. And in the, on the first night, Friday night, Robbie and I, were picked along with two other couples to do the newlywed game. Uh oh. Yes. Do they do they play like traditional mm-hmm. rules or do they have some kind of new new format? Traditional. They gave us all like four cards and they'd ask us questions. We write it on the card. They'd come out and then we went downstairs into a room that we couldn't hear anything except muffled laughter. Okay. That was the thing that got me. And Robbie <laughs> said that too. She's like down there, like you can't hear anything except all of a sudden it would erupt with laughter. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, she was really worried when she came back up there. But. Were any of the questions, um, you know how, like on the newlywed game, you'd always hear the question about making whoopee. It's exactly did how they, it was stated. Did they say making whoopee? It was exactly how it was stated. <laughs> it, it's it's so funny um, because uh, Sherry McClure, she was kind of running it with, with Rob, but she was doing the questions, and she said, what's the wildest place you've ever made whoopee? And Tim Woods, uh, he 
kind of was like, what's what's Whoopi? What's Whoopi? <laughs> and they're these know, uh, they're these kind of cookies. It's like a <laughs> chocolate cookie with some cream, the cushion type. And what's funny is Sherry just immediately goes, "Sexual intercourse." <laughs> I was like, just stone face. Uh, yeah, I was like, "Why did you do that? <laughs> Why are we there?" So yeah, they did have that question. So okay, and you, and and how did you guys do? Oh, we won uh, handily. Oh, okay. Um, it, it was fifty for us. Um, David and Sammy Stevens uh, had twenty five, and then the Woods had I think fifteen or twenty. I so mean, it was the the questions are typically questions like you guys are both asked the same question, and then you got to see if your answers match. It's similar, yeah. Like in our round, um, it it was different questions than what she had. When I came out, my questions were, "What's my greatest fear?" Heights. Got it. Yep. You know. If my With house, me and you would have won oh, this. If, if the house is burning down, not a person, what would you grab? Your Jordan 9s. Nope. Oh, man. Your Scotty Cameron putter. No. Nope. Well, golf clubs. Okay. Okay. And, that would, that, and, we would accept that. And, and Robbie, like, we nailed that one. Um, then there was one that I just couldn't get. It said, uh, describe your partner in bed as a candy bar. And it was like a zero, an O. Henry, um, a... Payday, a Mr. Goodbar. Uh, there was there somebody, was somebody, a uh, finger. Somebody open a window, let some of this innuendo out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Ro- but Robbie was like, they they wanted a, an answer, and so she gave the answer, and they wanted to you to elaborate on your answer. And she's like, Mr. Goodbar, and I'm not saying anything else, and just threw the mic down. Mm, mic drop. <laughs> but I came out and said, Butterfinger. I don't know. <laughs> I got no idea what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> so. Even a blind squirrel finding nothing. <laughs> oh man, we missed it this year. Yeah. Bought our tickets, had our room, and one of our girls ended up having two soccer games that night and a basketball game the next morning. So it was really fun. Really good food. Um, the the one thing that that I loved about it was just seeing all the couples and everything. But like our young married couple couples, um, at the end of it. They were all getting um, ice cream and cookies from a place called Insomnia, and they were staying in the uh, Bridge OKC, and they just played games. They didn't leave till like, 11.30. I mean, it was, like, really cool. Because there's yeah. one point, like, Robbie forgot her. I've known Robbie for almost 18 years. She, d- she has contacts. She has terrible vision. She forgot her contact solution at home. And so I went down, and there's just this little store by the uh, – between the a bodega, as it were, pretty much, yeah. Between the hotel and where you park the cars, went in there. They had it, but I could see like our group, like right there yeah. by the window, just all like having fun and talking. I'm like, if you, you kind of feel like a dad, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm telling like, oh, you, all these kids. The ah. Bridge Marriage Retreat is second to none, and mm-hmm. always has been. We've been to quite a few of them, and we love it every time we go. Yeah, yeah. and and with Valentine's Day coming up, um, everybody, make sure that you're you're taking time to to really. Uh, focus on your relationships, mm-hmm. you know, with your with your significant other. Uh, make sure you're putting in the time. Make sure you're uh, uh, you're doing all the little things. And if you need help, just ask. No, we're yeah. here for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, How can they get a hold of us, Josh? <laughs> they can get a hold of us through our Facebook page. That's the best. That way. is the best way. If you haven't liked the Big Boy Pants podcast on Facebook, you need to pause this and do it now. Yeah. If you go on and like and leave a message. Josh will send you a T-shirt of your uh, what size you want. What? Well, <laughs> um, really? For a small shipping fee. For, yeah, oh no, yeah, you got fifty dollars. Doug's in. <laughs> <laughs> for fifty dollars, you can have this nice T-shirt. Yes. And just leave a comment and like. So yes. yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh. We, but if you want to call Josh, hold on, I got his phone number right here. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to. Well, what I was going to say, we number. we actually on this episode here today, we do have uh, a special guest coming up, and and uh, and we're going to get to all that here in just a moment. But we we wanted to take a few minutes and, and kind of get back in the swing of things, kind of knock off some of the rust. Uh, you know, now that we're back uh, to doing this regularly, uh, we want to let you guys know that we are committed uh, to getting out uh, ten solid episodes of the podcast here for season three, uh, and we're going to be doing that regularly. Um, so as you know, as long as things go according to plan, we're going to try and get an episode out every couple of weeks, uh, so you guys can uh, can make sure and and follow that. We're going to be releasing episodes every other Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, so that's going to be an easy way for you guys to remember that if you're if you're uh, if you're interested. One of my favorite 
uh, podcast hosts for it's professional wrestling, but Conrad Thompson, he does a thing where if they get 500 new followers, they'll do a bonus show on something that they want to hear. So I think we should do something like of that. Course. Yeah, absolutely. Two, 200, of 200, course. 200, if we get, let's just do a hundred. Let's say if we get a hundred new followers, man, I from today. am such a hick. I just heard that in my ears. Get some followers. I said, hundred. <laughs> if, if we get ourselves a hundred new followers, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to treat them. <laughs> you fellers go tell some fellers. Yeah. Tell some fellers about it. <laughs> you have a feller, tell a feller and that feller, tell a feller. <laughs> But yes, it, I think if we get a hundred new followers, then so spe- we, specific to Facebook, so specific yeah. to Facebook. Facebook followers. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Okay, and then, so and so Josh, you'll look at it today. Tell us how yep. many followers we have now, so that we could. Uh, yeah, Josh is our social media ambassador. Josh, <laughs> yeah. he's done so good. We're, we're going to up our game on that. Hopefully, yeah, uh, we're doing big things, big things. Well, so uh, let's get uh, let's get down to it here a little bit. Uh, before we get to our guest, what have you guys been up to? I mean, it's been quite some time since we've done a, an episode, but here we are in, in 2019. Uh, things are, are looking great. Uh, you guys are looking great. Oh, you, you look know? good. You look, you look really hey, good. Thank you very Fantastic. much. Thank you. And uh, so what's what have you guys been up to? How was, uh, how was your holidays? How, how was Christmas? Christmas was great for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah here too. Yeah. It, was, it was fun uh, having a three-year-old um, experience Christmas. It seemed, uh, seemed last year he was... Involved, but not to the aspect of this year was the first year that we baked the cookies and put raw carrots and water out for Santa and yeah. you know <laughs> what the the, the water is that much? <laughs> well, just the vegan part. his ketogenic cookies, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. his yeah. keto cookies. <laughs> yep. So they were, well, this they were was... still there, and <laughs> Santa was like, "I am not eating this." <laughs> Carrie, this was a, a kind of a milestone for you guys with Logan too, because didn't he? Uh, didn't he get into some of his presents a little early? He did, yeah. There, <laughs> and it's the craziest story. Like, Robbie sent me a picture while I was working. But they walked in the house. I think they'd just come back from the library. And he kept asking, like, can I open these presents? She's like, no, those are for Christmas. And she goes, hey, I'm going to go, like, change into her comfortable clothes. Literally wasn't gone two minutes. Couldn't have been gone two minutes. <laughs> he had opened a whole present and opened the box. And it was a... <laughs> Uh, Jonah from uh, VeggieTales like board game and had all the pieces out, <laughs> had the board game out, and he was sitting there. He's like, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> like, sounds like she went in there and took a nap. Uh, yeah. You'd have thought, but she's like, "I literally went and put a new shirt on, put my pants on." Like, and she recently uh, got uh, Invisalign, so she just cleaned out like her her new thing. That's at least so, a twenty yeah. minute process. No, it, 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 she is so quick with it, man. Because I've yeah. always thought, like, man, how she do this this fast. Uh, but just, I mean, it, she couldn't have been gone more than two minutes. I mean, it was yeah. two minutes at the most. I had a, I mean, he's just, he's really funny. I mean, it's so, uh, it, it awesome. was good to have, to see that this year. Well, Christmas is, was cool for me because I got my uh, kids' instruments. Oh. And so I'm a, I'm a musician, you know, mm-hmm. music's a big part of my life. And uh, so I, I always told my wife, I was like, when my kids, when they decide they want to do music, we are getting them good equipment. Like yep. they're gonna yeah. get, they're gonna get something solid. No Fisher Price for them. Yeah, we're not going with the toys. So my daughter asked for a piano, and she got a, a nice, nice piano. And my son had asked for drums, so I found him this, uh, you know, solid, really nice drum set. And the, this is kind of where I'm going with this because he asked for the drums basically because he comes up here to church and, and he'll sit in there in the practice and rehearsal space with us and and. While we're rehearsing, he'll kind of sit there by the drums and he'll grab some sticks and kind of beat on the floor. So he's got natural rhythm, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's to the point where he really gets music. Just in the sense, like I think I was maybe like sixth grade or so before music really made an impact on yeah. me. Like of course, when you're little, you listen to songs, yeah. you know, and there you have songs that you like. But I, I feel like sixth grade for me is when I really got it because I was watching CMT all the time and so mm-hmm. like all these country songs like I just knew <laughs> and I just was like yes I love music well anyway I said all that to say this my my son's concept of music is can be summarized with, with this little tune I'm going to sing for you because he sings a few different songs um, but one of them is um, liberty 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 <laughs> <laughs> Like, I have all these aspirations for my son to be this musician, right? He's he's gonna he's learned the drums, like oh, music's gonna be so big, and he just walks around the house singing "Liberty, Liberty," and then another one that he sings, which which was big around Christmas time, was um, you guys might remember this uh, particular 
uh, KFC commercial. Howdy, folks. It's dinner time. Chicken's fried with tasty sides. <laughs> like, you walk around the house singing, Howdy, folks. It's dinner time. And he'll still do it. Um, and so, just to, to me as a dad, wanting to share music with my kid. And, and you know, the, keep in mind, I mean, of course, I'm embellishing this a little bit, too. But just knowing that where music really makes sense for him right now are the jingles that mm-hmm. he hears on commercials. You know, Barry Manilow was, he wrote a bunch of jingles, like when he started. Like he did the Band-Aids one, he did Johnson & Johnson, you, you, the, you are stuck on Band-Aids because oh, Band-Aids are stuck. Like Band-Aids that, stuck it's like on me. Barry Manilow started oh, his yeah. career like that, and then it's Barry Manilow, so... Yeah. He might be listening to that. Copacabana. He, yeah, he might yeah. write Copacabana. Jesse Katsopoulos. Uh, what commercial did he do? Give me those skinny crispies. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I'll be your best friend. <laughs> Y'all don't remember that when him and Joey were writing <laughs> yes, jingles I do. at yeah, Full yeah. House? Yeah. I didn't. Heck yeah. <laughs> I remember it. I don't remember the song exactly. Okay, me neither. I, I, no, I, you did Never great. mind. I don't know what we're talking no, about. That was awesome. Uh, that was good. <laughs> I mean, you know, you were, you were like one step away from being like Hanson, but you'll be Heron. Yeah, Ooh. we'll be Heron. Man, that's going to be awesome. I think, secretly, I do want to have a family band. Like, we'll be one of, we'll be that band that's like on America's Got Talent, and we'll have <laughs> this like really great story. And it's like, you know, there, there's these two like, pro, you know, prodigy kids that can play these instruments, and then their dad, their fat dad's in the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <Yeah. laughs> You're looking like Jessica Simpson's yeah. dad. Oh. <laughs> We're trying to peddle your kids. Yeah. <laughs> Love us, please. Love us. <laughs> we sing songs. <laughs> oh, they're fat, Dad. <laughs> uh, how funny. Yes, yes. Well, you look good. Hey, thank you, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I have lost a little bit of weight, trimming um, up a little bit. You know, just trying to, just trying to do it. I, I actually, um, we had a fast um, mm-hmm. here at the church. We we did a um, three week fast. Yep. Uh, and what I had given up was gluten. Uh, for three weeks, and it's surprising how many things have gluten. Oh yeah, that I like. <laughs> yeah. It's like everything. Everything has gluten in it. We we went to your house f- to watch the Rams beat the Dallas Cowboys because we didn't. We got rid of cable, um, and you had like gluten hot dog buns or something. Oh man, they're gluten free. Gluten free hot dog buns, and it looked awful. <laughs> they're the worst thing. Like, oh, it was like eating a sponge. It's like eating a hot dog with a, with a sponge wrapped around it. It was the oh, worst. Oh man, our fast was we gave up eating anything that didn't come out of our house. Like if we were going to eat, it had to come out of our house. Now we could go to Walmart get groceries Christmas. and stuff like that, but uh-huh. no fast foods, no restaurants. Wow, that's good. No, you probably save like two hundred bucks I in three weeks. Yeah. No, it was, it was like 200 bucks a week. Oh, wow. Because, I mean, that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, no convenience stores. There was no dr- stopping at Sonic. And so this would be for when you're at work, too, and everything. Like everything. You can't... Everything. Okay. No snack machines, nothing. No going to OnCue. That would that would benefit me and I'm t- greatly like, just, you know, no going to Starbucks for a coffee. Yeah. Like, if it if I didn't bring a K-cup from home, yeah, I wasn't getting coffee. Well, when you... Like to have gone through so doing three weeks of that, I mean, I imagine you notice how much you are going out. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Because I try not to think about it too much, you know. Because we're we eat out probably more than we don't. Yeah. So, yeah. And and you start noticing like after church, you know, we leave church and the girls are like, "Hey, where are we going to eat?" And it's like, "We're we're going home to eat." <laughs> mm-hmm. You we're know, having leftover spaghetti. Or, you know, basketball practice. Hey, where are we going to eat? No, we're going home to eat. Yeah. Dur- during the finance thing at marriage retreat, uh, Brenda Phillips, Cody Phillips's mom, which those people that listen uh, to the show probably know, she had said there came a point where they would not eat out a lot. Like they'd have like a, a nice like Friday night, like yeah. once a month, where, or or something like that. But they would say as they were leaving church, like uh, their kids would hear like the other parents and like the other kids like we're going to eat, we're, we're going to Mazio's, we're going to Pizza Hut, we're doing this, yeah. and they would ask them, they're like, we're going to Phillips Kitchen, like, <laughs> so, so that could be yours. Yeah. Like we're going to Jackson's that's, Kitchen, and that's Kitchen. what it was, man. I mean, I I took my lunch every day, I ate breakfast on that I you know it was a shake most of the time, but yeah, you know I'd take my shake with me, and there was a day I didn't take a shake, I didn't take powder, nothing, no mm-hmm. protein powder. I didn't eat. Did you pass out? No, no, <laughs> I know, but uh, 
I mean, it was tough, yeah. but it was one of those like I'm I'm not gonna go eat. I'm yeah. not breaking this fast, you know, for a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Yep. So, well, I gave up cool. pizza and like soda drinks, but I still because I'm addicted to sugar. I had to have tea. Yeah. So that'd be hard for you because pizza is like every other meal for you. It, it's pretty much every meal for me. <laughs> tea. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was a tough three weeks. You don't really notice. And then what's funny is like after the, it was over, like I was out doing some things for work and just stopped by like Little Caesars and got a hot and ready. And Robbie was, this maybe was like two days after that. Robbie was like, you haven't had pizza yet. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have. And it was like not good. <laughs> like that's what you, like <laughs> that was your you break. That was, you know, so. I'm having I'm having a, a flashback here because like now that I know you well, Carrie, I can remember there was a time where I didn't know you that well. <laughs> and and um, you and Robbie went out with me and Jennifer. I think it was when we went to see Phantom of the Opera. Yep, yep. And we went and ate at uh, Mahogany. Mm-hmm. And like, so I, didn't, I don't know Carrie that well. I don't know his, his little peccadilloes about food, right? So we're eating at, at the, the steakhouse. And I, was it like escargot? Like we got yes. as an appetizer? Yeah. It's like snails. And, you know, we're all trying. And I was like, Carrie. Try try a snail. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to try this snail? Like, and, and he was it's as nice as he could be. Um, no thanks. I, no, I don't really. But now, like, I I can't even imagine how how disgusted you must have been in that. No, moment. no, no. <laughs> hey, I, my wife is a a natural like an organic eater, natural eater. Like she will eat certain things. Like she'll bring things to her home that we'll try. Uh, snails are not going to get to that that point. So, but there's a lot of adventurous things, especially like. Um, seafood that I would eat. Like I've eaten like raw oysters. You know, I've taken them off, put them on a cracker, eaten those. I've, I've eaten alligator, squid. You know, uh, I've never eaten octopus. I was asking Robbie about oh. that the other day. Calamari, I guess, is the closest that we've gotten. Yeah, but I've had snake and like oh, okay. every kind of fish that you can possibly think of. So that's oh, okay. that's where I could go out. But the seeing the snails, you draw just, the line. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't do that. I'm out. Oh, man. Well, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, and I was thinking one of our very first episodes was a Valentine's Day episode. Mm-hmm. One of our best and, episodes, And that might yeah. be my favorite, the very first Valentine's Day show that we ever did. I think it was episode three, maybe, three or four. Yeah. Um, so go back and listen to that if you haven't. And then we did a Valentine's Day episode last year where we had Ernie yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on. And then uh, this year, you know, so this is our third our third year doing a show for Valentine's Day, and I feel like we've come a long way. Yeah, we're all still married. We did it. Yeah. yeah. So not only are we married, we're bringing marriages together. We are. We are. We yeah. are. And you're going to get a little taste of that here in just a little bit. Um, but but yeah, we we are we are bridging the gap, man. And just changing lives. lives. I you know I I don't know if we are up for some kind of an award like a. I mean, a Nobel Nobel Prize, okay. maybe, maybe. Yeah. I mean, could be humanitarian. Yeah, we could be. I don't know at this point. <laughs> I don't know when those. Yeah, I haven't those checked ballots. any websites yet or anything. No, and I haven't checked the mailbox in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. So where uh, do we get our mail sent to? <laughs> <laughs> when, when we figure that out, we'll we'll be but on. There's to these guys around a big table, like, well, we sent them a letter. <laughs> I have not heard back. <laughs> Uh, so that's exciting that we're that we're still here and still doing it, and, and we're excited that you guys are still with us here on this uh, on this little adventure that we're that we're doing. So, um, you guys want to want to go ahead and get to uh, our guest? Let's do it. Okay. Bring them in. Hey, this is the Big Boy Pants Podcast, and we'll be right back with our special guest. Big Boy And welcome back to the Big Boy Pants Podcast. We want to go ahead and welcome in a couple of very special guests uh, that we are so excited to have on the show here today. Uh, we're first going to introduce our good friend, Doug Wyatt. Doug Wyatt. Doug Wyatt. Now, you were last on our show on episode 15, so if you guys who are listening now have not listened to that episode, go ahead and pause this. Go back and listen to episode fifteen. It was from la- It was from two years ago, two thousand seventeen, and Doug 
was um, we we spoke with him about being a single man. We were trying to see where Doug was at. We were seeing where Doug's life yeah, was where, at the time. Where he was at mentally, and where I was, he was lost. At, he, I was really lost. He was a lost man. No, you sounded great no. on the episode. <laughs> you really did. I re-listened to it today. Did you? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah I did it was too. Good. And, and you were considering, you know, getting back out there. You know, get, getting out in the game again, as it were. And so that's why it's extra exciting that we can welcome our other guest. Everybody say hello to Tanya Wyatt. Woohoo! Hi, Tanya. Hello. Hi, Tanya. <laughs> Tanya, say hello to everybody. Hello, I'm glad to be here. Say uh, something to the effect of um, first time caller, long time listener, something like that. First time listener. Oh, so or or <laughs> how, listener. how about a big thank you to the Big Boy Pants <laughs> podcast? Mm-hmm. For the reason she's here. You know, it's interesting because when I was here that that episode, yeah, we ended the episode and we were walking outside, and I remember that Josh happened to mention to me that he knew a girl that if I were interested in getting back out there, he would give me her number, and he showed me her picture that night. I remember. It was, that. I was and like, it happened I, to be Tanya. Yes. Yeah. But and it was no. it was a while. It took a while to get there. <laughs> it took a well. It's because my wife had a. A hair appointment appointment with your daughter yes. Sarah, and Holly was like, "Hey, we've got a guy." And then that's what you sent Holly a text, right? That said, "You got a guy," and yes. we were like, "Yeah, yes. we got a came, guy." Sarah Her first question home. was, "Is he rich?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we said yes, and that's how yeah. we got her to go to yeah. coffee right. for it. with that you. That was it. Yeah, well you done. just you just needed that one foot in the door, <laughs> and then you know, of course, you can reveal all of your secrets after your. You're in. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> Some I told her the secrets. bank account was actually empty, but it's <laughs> Well, so that's what that's what I wanna because I haven't heard your your story. You know, let's 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 walk through some of this because I'm really excited to hear about how you guys, you know, when did when did you first meet? What were your your first impressions of each other, things like that. Can you walk us through some of that? Yeah, so I think the first thing would be the conversation between Holly and Tanya. Um, so I text Holly after Sarah had ha- came home and told me what she had said while, you know, in the hair salon where so many wonderful things begin. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Still Magnolias, <laughs> and it is wonderful. <laughs> so um, we started texting about that, and then he, she was kind of like, well, if somebody wanted to get to know you, what would they do? So I gave her some ideas, you know, texting, Facebook stalking, of course, all those kinds of things. So... Long story short, we all had to hold Doug's hand through this whole process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did need a little bit of nudging, but you know, I, I have to be really honest. It was funny because Pastor was actually one of those people who did nudging. And one time he asked me straight up, he said, when are you going to get back out there? And, and so that was a really surprising conversation to take place from your pastor, who's walked with you through a lot of things. In that yeah, part. Pastor McNabb. Right. Senior pastor here at the Bridge Mustang, just uh, clarifying for everybody who might not know, although most of our listeners all go to church with us, so (laughs) so they probably do know. He's probably a closet listener. I mean, he's not going to admit that he listens to the big boy pants, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) He may one day. So so at what point? So, of course, you guys are are checking each other out via social media and and word of mouth. I do have to say, one of my favorite shows growing up was Love Connection. And everything that's going on right now is just like it. So, hey, how did the date start? How did this happen? And I'm like loving every minute of what's going on. So, Doug, so Doug how did the next spot go with you? So, so here's the thing is I think Tanya had a little bit of a, a one-up on me as far as the ability to Facebook stock or to do research because of the Big Boy Pants podcast. There was a lot of incriminating information about me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I had looked, on the podcast. I had looked up all the episodes that Doug was on and listened to them. And she had them memorized, <laughs> I think, when we had this first date, ultimately. I felt a little bit like I had cheated on a test when we got to the first date. <laughs> yeah. And so it, the way that this kind of worked out or went from there is um, got the information from Josh. He's, he happened to say, hey, so there's this lady. You should call her talk with her, held my hand through that portion of, of time. I sent the text. I don't know. You, you, to be quite honest, the last time I had dated, we were still passing notes. Sure. So it had been a long time. And and this whole cell phone thing, 
um, really threw a curve in things. Like when you when, when you, you did si- when, when you finally did pass her a note, though, what did that note say? So the the note the text was, "Hey, this is." Oh, this I thought is... you really passed her a note. No, I, oh. that would be, would be awesome though. <laughs> a letter would have been. Great. I actually was just standing outside of her house. <laughs> I had given her the address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and told me which window, and so I just did that. Um, so anyway, we. I sent the initial text, and it was just a real simple, hey, this is Doug. Um, I'm sure you've heard about me from Josh and Holly. You know, kind of went down through this, said, would you like to go out for coffee? And um, That's a nice adult date. Very, right, very simple. Right. Very, I non, felt like, very noncommittal. You know, <laughs> yeah, I felt like that was a little safer than saying, hey, do you, you want to go steady? And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, do you like me? Check yes right, or no. Right. And so I, I went ahead and I sent that out. Um, her initial response was, well, "I don't really like coffee." So um, <laughs> immediate burn. It wasn't quite like that. She would, she would fact check me on that whole response. It wasn't quite there. But I had said, "Hey, we maybe go to Panera because Panera has coffee. They have tea. They have other things. Salads." And I strategically set this date up at ten o'clock in the morning because. If it goes bad, like I'm not out breakfast cost, and I'm not really <laughs> oh. out lunch cost. I'm just out, and so maybe I'm. He cheap. had so much faith. Maybe, well, yeah. I didn't know. You know, I hadn't done nearly the research. So, was this at Panera? Was this the first time you guys had met face to face? Yes. Okay. Yes. What were your initial impressions of each other? Here we go. Here we Nate, go. This is we're gonna dive right into this. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna need counseling now. So. <laughs> no, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. And well, this we is got, free of charge. See, we got Keith through the the early episodes of the Big Boy Pants when he was revealing some stuff about his insecurities. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. look where he is now. I'm, right. I'm on top of the world, baby. <laughs> He's doing great. We got him on the couch. Got him laid back, and yeah. uh, he leads right. the conversation now. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> well, okay. So for me, and I like. You're pulling up, and I've never done a blind date before, and that's that's really what this was. Uh, it, it, there's not been a whole lot of correspondence between the she and I at this point, so you're still hoping that you're going to see the right person, you know, and yeah. and not just introduce yourself as Doug to some stranger thinking some eighty year old woman sitting right. over there eating a peanut butter and right. jelly. Yeah, it would be so <laughs> awkward. And so I remember we we happened to get there pretty close to the same time, I think, and uh, got out. And saw her and kind of immediately knew because obviously she looks about as nervous as I do in that moment too. But I did notice big smile right away and uh, and, and that was very disarming. So it was a, yeah. that was a great first impression did you, there. Did you, was there a handshake, a side hug, a high five? What was the initial <laughs> greeting? Maybe a handshake. I don't a handshake? I don't, <laughs> I don't remember if there was a handshake. I don't know. I do remember you saying something I didn't about... good game her, so that's good. Oh, okay. Good game. <laughs> I do remember you saying something about your kids um, saying that you shouldn't be wearing shorts. Well, that's oh. just about everybody that says that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and if you've ever seen my legs, um, they they definitely deserve pants all, at all times. And that was so, kind of like the first response, probably after like. Well, my philosophy in life is always let's just let's just get real and transparent. And so I figured if she could see close to the worst of me. <laughs> and, then, and still then be we would interested. Be in good shape. Yeah. But then remember, in, yeah. I had listened to like three episodes of the podcast. Right. With so, Doug. Mm. Did, she what, knows about she, you. She knew a lot about food me. on the floor for your kids. <laughs> she knows this. So did he meet your expectations? I mean, since you had listened and heard him before, did he kind of was what you had pictured in your mind's eye was Doug? Uh... Well, I had also looked up a video on the church website, oh, okay. so I had seen him on there, and so I feel like I thought he looked different than he did on that video. So then I, I think I was a little surprised. The camera adds ten pounds, I think. Well, and at that time, I think the <laughs> so video that, that the video she was wearing <laughs> and the shorts. <laughs> I think the video that she was referring to, I was a bit thicker at that point too, and so I had lost oh. some weight. Um, I've since put all that weight back on, and so, yeah, um, said, so now she's like, <laughs> now she's like, together. you look just like the video now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a duck I remember. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> we all remember that, Doug. So the, the this is and and she you can interject and jump in here at any moment, but I'll correct but basically she'll correct me. You. Good. Um, so what the way it went from there? We of course we went into to Panera. We're ordering. 
Uh, she, I, you know, I got a, a coffee. She got a, a tea, I think. And then I think we both ordered bagels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had those, you know, the cinnamon crunch bagel at Panera is, 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 is really good. Second and to so, if you can't fall in love right, <laughs> over a cinnamon <laughs> crunch yeah. bagel. It's not going to happen. So we, we brought that. And so the date starts at 10 o'clock. And um, we had a, I, I would say we had a great conversation. And it, and it just it just flowed. It went well. Um, and, and as we kind of kept on going through, I, I know that we decided to, hey, what, what time is it? And I well, think. Well, you started noticing the people changing. Yeah, because when you sit someplace long enough, you start seeing all of the cycling of, of people, and so shift change behind yeah. the register. <laughs> Guy comes up with a broom. We're closing up, yeah. and so I didn't have to bail early on the date because we were having. I felt like we were having a good time, and um, the next thing we know, it's close to lunchtime, and so what do you do? You stay um, for lunch. You stay for lunch, and so I said, "Hey, do you want lunch?" And so we ate lunch. Also, so we did brunch and lunch together, and uh, we had a great time. In the meantime, after I checked my phone, I've got all these texts from family members that think they need to be calling the police <laughs> because they haven't heard from me in like four hours. Because they've also seen Doug's picture. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, good. It seems like I remember at some point, Doug, and it may have been at a football game or something, I remember you talking about another time where you guys just talked really late into the night. Okay, like there so was... it, it, it's true. So so this was that was the first date, this Panera experience, you know, and it, and it went really, really well. I think that there's some, there's some important aspects of that conversation that, you know, do you want to do you want to do in a second date with this person? And I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know, like, okay, well, when, how soon is too soon to send a text message? You know, for me, I'm like, I, don't, I like this girl. I could, I'll send a, you know, text and we'll go hang out again. Um, did so, you text her at the table? Yeah, <laughs> I should have. Um, no, so I, I gave it some time, and um, but but anyway, we did go on a second date a few about a week later or so. Um, now she's a school teacher, and so we happened to say, "Hey, let's let's go get dinner." And so we went and grabbed dinner at a uh, at Green Chili Kitchen yes, there in Yukon. My favorite restaurant. And um, mm-hmm. went went up there, and we had it. We had it, again. We had a great time. Then we went from there to go get ice cream. And it's about nine o'clock at night. We're just we're talking, having a good time, and then we just sat in the car. Now that sounds really bad, but <laughs> we sat in the car and we just we had a conversation for. It, it went to about two o'clock in the morning, I think, is, is where it went. So it was on just a school a, night on a school oh, night. Yeah. Did you call so, in the next day? I didn't. Oh wow! Yeah. Went went. Right you know, to school. I'm going to take this moment <laughs> and just say, and I'm just going to check each and every one of us that are that are husbands. And if you're listening and you're a husband, I'm just going to check you. When's the last time you stayed up till two in the morning just talking to your wife? A week ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But she, Not, it doesn't count if it's an argument, though, right? <laughs> now, I'll stay up till two o'clock talking to her, but she falls asleep yeah, at yeah, yeah. 9 15. So. Yeah, nine o'clock is it now. <laughs> yeah. I do. Like, I stay up till two talking to her because that's the only time I can, like, really talk and, like, get, get my yeah. point across. Yeah. You know, like, hey. You didn't do this. <laughs> and then you don't hear anything. You're like, yeah, I know, I know you know. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how I do it. Nice. nice. Yeah. I think that's a, first, I think it's a great point, though. Um, even now, you know, so we've been married now for, and four we, months we, we tomorrow. can get to all of that, that information sure. here in a few minutes, but we've been married now for four months tomorrow. Um, I knew that. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, but it's interesting because we sometimes miss these opportunities. Like, men, are, are we dating our wives still? And, of course, it's almost Valentine's Day. Um, and it's very easy to get caught up in the, in the routine of life that we don't make these times to have these long conversations or we, we, to be spontaneous. And even now, after four months, you're, you're thinking, are, are we doing what we need to do in order to keep those yeah. things alive? Because that's what this was built off of, uh, was, it was an incredible few conversations that we just decided – I really like this person, and I want to see her more. Um, so, also, I really think I wooed her in because that date, that night, in my car in the back seat. Here we go. There was a puppet. <laughs> oh, and King Slap. King Slap was the puppet's name, and my son had left this puppet in the back seat. Can I tell you guys how awkward that is to have a second date and she look in your back seat and say, what is that? And then you got to play along, put the puppet on. That's Mr. Slap. (laughs) That's King Slap. You want to see him? I usually don't do this until the third (laughs) day. But you're a special lady. She was like, I didn't hear any of this on the podcast. And so she was really concerned about that. 
Excellent. So, mm-hmm. so you guys just kept seeing more and more of each other, and it just, yeah. it just really worked. Yeah, we we did. Um, you know, of course, I've got, I've got three kids, and so it, not really prepared yet to begin to disclose. Hey, I'm I'm seeing someone right now. But so we for about three months, two or three months, we just kind of kept the relationship on the down low. Of course, I would I told the guys here at the the, the church, and and many of you know my friends knew. Um, and we just continued to to date. Continued to go out, um, spent a lot of time each, with each other, just on the kind of on sa- Sunday and Monday nights, you know, because that was when we had available that we could do a date. And um, and just for listeners who might who may be listening that are, maybe you're going through this transition that have kids and everything, why don't you guys speak to it of the waiting to tell you know your your children because there's there's going to be a certain point that you think to yourself like this is serious enough, but I mean since you waited. Well, I started talking to mine at like two weeks. <laughs> so, you, but, but you had, so but it, yours was at the hair salon, and so she kind of knew. Yes, and then and so other. they're they're older. Um, it had been a longer period of time, and so I had been dating, you know, for a while, and and so for them, um, you know, I think they were. It, it was a much different place, mm-hmm. and so for Doug not being as long and having um, having that for them, so. He, had yeah. to, he was a little more cautious. Yeah. I, think, I still wanted they to protect them prepared. on some oh. levels. And, uh, you know, so, well, and, and I don't know how they were going to receive it also. You know, so there were a lot of things. So in, in our in our story, in our dynamics, you know, we were both coming out of, out of broken relationships, you know. And, um, you know, I'm trying to guard and navigate my kids through that. What does that look like? How mm-hmm. does life look like after um, having been married? And now entering into a dating world, and it really, honestly, I don't know that I prepared my kids well enough for, hey, I'm dating, and I didn't really have those conversations. But um, being cautious along the way, there came a point where I knew that this relationship, I, I wanted this relationship to go to a different level. Yeah. And the only way that was going to be possible is to have a more serious conversation with the kids. And so I remember sitting down with, with, uh, both all three of my kids. I almost said both of my kids, but I actually have three. Um, I'm not going to tell which you which two? one I left out. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I remember sitting down with each of them and, and one of them, the, the, each, each of your kids have different personalities. And so sometimes I think the way that you have to, you, the, the way that you spill information like this is very, very dependent upon, um, their personalities and how they're going to receive that. And so I, I talked to my oldest and, and, and I, I, I told him, I said, hey, I'm, I'm seeing a, a lady. Her name is Tanya. And I uh, told a little bit about Tanya. And, and I remember Jordan in that moment, he goes, he just kind of goes, dad, you know, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was kind of like a fist bump, high five kind of moment. It was, and, and so for me, that was, that was a huge relief because I didn't yeah. know how that was going to be perceived by him. I told my daughter um, basically the same thing at a different time. I took them each individually, walked them through it because I knew that they would, they would each have their own sets of questions, which they proved to do. And so, so Grace kind of looked back, and she just, she just, her first question was, "Well, is she nice to you?" You know, and I said, "Yeah, she's very nice to me." And and she goes, "Well, okay." You know, and it was, it was just kind of this moment of, "All right." And then Gavin, who's my very logical thinker child, and uh, everything has to line up in his world. I remember him asking the question, and he goes, "Well, is she divorced too?" I said, "Yeah." She is, and he goes, was that the worst day of her life also? And so you see these things that are revealed in your kids when they start asking these questions. And so my response was, yeah, I imagine it was probably a very, very difficult day for her. And uh, so we had a chance to kind of talk through that. And you, you're just bringing your kids along with you in that whole process. And I think that's healthy no matter what, no matter sure. if you're combining a relationship, like, like you're blending a family like Tanya and I have been doing, or if you're just walking them through losing a game you know, when they play basketball or baseball or whatever else and kind of yeah. processing through that stuff with them. I remember the first time he brought her to a, to a football game <laughs> and all of I us, too. <laughs> all of us guys that we go to church with, we set about eight, uh, six rows behind him and we turned into 14 year old boys <laughs> just like that. I mean, we were giggling, throwing stuff yeah. at him. Yeah. Taking pictures of it and sending it to him. I don't think we him. had not even made it to sit down in our seats when our both of our phones start blowing <laughs> up with texts from all the people behind us. What was really funny was that was that was a my kids did not know at that point. She was and just still just she a was just a friend and and, and not even a friend. No. She was like a friend of somebody behind us, kind of that because that was what you're selling <laughs> it to your kids. But I, I remember that um, you know 
I she was over on the Yukon side because her daughter goes to Yukon High School and um and she I said, "Hey, why don't you come over here? We're in the shade." Cuz that's smart, right? That's right. polite. And so and I've got seats, so you can come really over here. Hot. And so and so she goes, "Okay, yeah, sure." And then she does that and then realizes that I've totally just thrown her to the wolves because <laughs> the entire he state He didn't explain the whole situation until we were I had said yes and we're walking over. To yeah. know who all was going to be there, and and it just was like everybody was there, and so, an audience. Yeah, and they and we were the show, <laughs> and we, we all knew the game. We yeah. all knew you weren't hiding it from us. So yeah, and that's the thing: the Mustang Yukon game. That's the game that everybody's yeah, at. That's, that's a, the crowded. one game everybody's gonna. And that and that that was another thing he tried to sell. You know, he's high roller. I got box seats. Come on oh over gosh. here. <laughs> well, I'm down front in the middle. Yep. You know, I'm Doug Wyatt. <laughs> you're you're gonna see my fan base when I walk Absolutely. up. Absolutely. <laughs> oh there, there was a great line. That was thrown at that game. Josh, do you want to talk about it? Which one was it? It was fr- from someone you know very well. You live with her. <laughs> oh, what did she say? I can tell you what she said. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear, let's it hear was very really inappropriate because I remember. Because yeah. I think Brandon Groves was sitting next to her when she said it. <laughs> Tanya, do you remember what Holly said? When she yelled. Hand check. Oh, hand check. Hand check all the way across. I just started sinking in my seat. But what's best is from what, I mean, I was up in the box. So when Josh was telling me, it was like, everybody's yelling at this point. Like something's going on on the field. So everything's like, shh. So she's like, oh, I can do it now. And then it's like, shh. <laughs> it was all you could hear throughout like the entire movie. stadium. Yeah. She might as well have taken the microphone from Carrie Chuck up in the booth. <laughs> oh, it was I great. Just, I felt so surrounded. I remember even turning to the lady that was beside me, and I was like, do you go to the bridge, too? Do you know Doug? <laughs> <laughs> I changed Doug's diapers. <laughs> You know, uh, speaking of the bridge, just uh, if anybody's listening and they don't have a church home, uh, the bridge in Mustang is a fantastic place to be. Emma. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a bridge in Piedmont and And a bridge downtown Oklahoma City. So, yeah, those three campuses. All right. So what was it like whenever you guys tried to get your kids together? How did they react to that? Yeah, because it's it's essentially two separate households, right? I mean, you guys have your own lives. And now we're merging them together. Well, I'm just like you're the, first, the time, first time. Like the first time when you're oh. going to dinner, they're meeting. Oh, okay. Your well, girls, you're meeting his kids. We brought you brought Riley as kind of a oh, I did. buffer to join everybody together. There's a good buffer. Try to make things less awkward. <laughs> to make things less awkward. So good I remember play. It was it a <laughs> bring some twenty four year old man. Yeah. <laughs> This is my young squire. And, and, and Riley's like pretty blunt and everything. So I, well, I, I knew imagine. that Riley would be able to, he would keep things alive. No, there were no and, lulls. And there would be no yeah. lulls there. And so I, 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 I think it was an that that OU for. game. It was an OU game. So we were just doing just a, an OU watch party kind of thing. And, uh, and so Riley had came over. I was actually thinking, but you're right, that was the first time. I was actually thinking, we, we decided to go see the lights, the Christmas oh, the lights. Christmas. So we had been dating now for, five months, four or five months, and we decided to go to the, see the Christmas lights. We grabbed a church van because <laughs> when you have that many people, <laughs> you just need a bus. Yep. And so we went to the see the – we went and got, got hot chocolates, went to go, go do the Yukon lights or whatever, and I just remember my boys just bouncing around like crazy. And I, I think it, part of it is that nervousness. Oh, absolutely. Of, and and I was like, They're, they don't usually bounce like that. But the truth is – they do. They usually <laughs> bounce like that. <laughs> it was just really magnified in yeah, that moment. It was just in that moment, and you're super, super. And it, it's weird because that's the place where, you know, going back to kind of your question, uh, Carrie, of just putting things together and how do kids interact and, and all these things. And what do you, you there's this place where you, um, you, when your kids do things, the way that they interact, mm-hmm. you feel very vulnerable well, and you're kind of like transparent and like, Okay, here's all of me, and mm-hmm. and uh, there you go. And so you're curious, and I think probably I'm freaking out about how is she perceiving this. Well, that's your heart walking around your kids, so beating outside of your body. And so it is very vulnerable, and, um, you know, what they're going to do and say to each other and how they're going to react and how is that going to reflect back. And so, but I had spent, you know, my whole career has been teaching fourth through eighth grade, so I'm very familiar with 
what kids do in all kinds of situations like that. So, you know, none of it was, um, you know, a problem for me or worried about, but I, I just remember Doug being very panicked. I about panicked. Everything <laughs> I still panic. Yeah, honest, to be quite honest, I still panic. She is going to leave if you don't yeah. stop. I, I just want to be like, their, their rooms usually aren't that bad. Or um, they usually don't fight like that. Or in the summertime when they can go outside and waste some energy, it won't be like this. And he so said that yesterday. <laughs> their feet don't always smell like this. Oh, oh. Speaking of feet, <laughs> we were sitting there yesterday and I I was laying on the bed and I took my shoes off and Tanya kind of leans over and goes, do you smell feet? <laughs> <laughs> they were bad. So um, I can't blame that on anybody else now. It's, it's my fault. Jordan! Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silly kid must have left his shoes in here. Right. I'm just going to get up. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> they hear the chair. So, uh, so obviously everyone got along? I mean, I don't, yes, I, I think so. I think that everybody accepted okay. what was happening. And I, at the end of the day, and I know that probably for, for your girls, especially Tanya and, and um, for my, for my kids too, I, I think that they were happy for mom and dad mm-hmm. in yeah. these particular instances. And yeah. I think that there was this mm-hmm. place where they were, they were excited about what was happening and seeing their parent happy. Good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I, I always see at church, and I mean, you guys can speak to this. It's always fun to see, like, where we sit. We can always see you and, like, mm-hmm. your daughter, and Grace is always there. So has Grace kind of moved into, since now she's got, she has a twin, a boy, and then an older brother, that there's, some, like, girls around that she kind of feels more yes. connected a little bit? She does. I think her favorite part, if I speaking, if I could speak for her, would be that it's dividing up the the picking on her. Hmm. So Jordan and Gavin She's got now, numbers now. Yes, are now picking on Emma a lot. So <laughs> it kind of takes some of the pressure off of Grace. I see. <laughs> Grace feels very peaceful now, as a matter of fact. And Doug a... says they don't act like that so much in the summer, so usually... Emma will just be patient. <laughs> Emma will be fine. We're like four months away from this. <laughs> Bliss. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm. I mean, I, I think I mean I think it's great to see. I'm not like a weird stalker person <laughs> watching, but you know, it's sure. like <laughs> Doug's been a part of my life for like <laughs> the last like three years, so it's just it's nice to see. So, so you guys get married and y'all move into a house together. Which house? What? Where do you move into? Okay, so the it's <laughs> a great question because funny our realtors here. Yeah, um, which by the way, if you want to buy a house, please. <laughs> if anybody's <laughs> listening and they know anybody, Harry Shuck. <laughs> Um, you know, so we, we, as we began to decide that this is what we wanted to do and that we, that we really wanted to move forward. And we started talking probably at the beginning of 2018, that this was a direction that we wanted to go in. Um, you know, for me, again, going back a little bit, when I told the kids, that was kind of my way of saying, Hey, this is serious. Cause I don't know that I would have really brought them in on this if it was just something that yeah, I'm not really sure how I feel about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so begin to open up that conversation. Well, I had just bought a house. Just bought, like, like, like as in? Within a year yeah. of the time that now we're trying to decide to sell <laughs> which is, another Which one. is perfect for you and your three kids. And, well, and it was. It was a great house. It was It was something that, that I was proud of, I think, on a lot of levels because it, was, it, it, took, it took a bit. There was a season of life that happened before that. And to get to that place to buy the house was a, was a big deal. And um, it obviously was not going to work because at that time, Emma would be the one that was moving in. So, so this is one of Tanya's daughters, Emma. Uh, Sarah had moved out into an apartment, and and uh, I knew that to put her and Grace in the same room was probably not going to be right. a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we began to look how you know at houses. And so that's an interesting thing. We're starting to look at houses, but you're bringing the kids along in that process a little bit, letting them see and visit some of these places. Believe it or not, we found a house. So you're looking all over town for houses, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we're <laughs> all over the place. All over. Um, we looked at several locations. <laughs> Carrie, I don't know how many we looked at, but we looked at a bunch. And uh, and you ended up buying? And I ended up buying the next door neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> Literally open up one garage door, have the guy open the other garage door, and, and you just move everything. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we still open his garage door. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's true. We have, we, we have access. He doesn't know. Well, he oh, he's not listening. <laughs> he's listening. <laughs> I will tell you this: like, there's there's moments that people say, especially um, if you're Christian, that there are moments that 
things are lined up by God with like special special timing. Like you, our like Pastor had a couple of weeks ago talks about God's timing and like don't get in the rush because it's going to happen when it's supposed to. So we had looked at several houses that they liked that, but we had to get his house sold, and we had a couple people look, and then some were interested, but it wasn't happening. And then it was like one day, a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. like we, Robbie and I got a call and I was like, well, don't say anything yet because we have to make sure it's all going to go through. And then they text and like, they're going to make an offer. And so Doug comes off the pulpit and comes over and he's like, so, and we're like, hey, we're getting an offer. And then it was like, in that moment, the next door house dropped its price like a week before. Right. And it was like, it's just crazy, like how it all works out. Yeah. So that was, that's Absolutely. just one of those things. Absolutely. Very convenient. We probably won't ever move again because we moved like four miles, and it was brutal. Yeah. Well, hey, so listen, if you're going to move, go next door. Next moving door, next door is still easy. brutal, but. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that idea too about God's timing because I remember, and there was a while, Doug. There was a stretch of time where, you know, I, it was a it was a bad season for you. Like I know you're such a genuine guy, and just seeing you through that season. Um, you know, of, of, I don't, I don't, I don't want to necessarily say depression, but, you know, seeing you a way that I wasn't used to seeing you and, and then to see you come out of that and, uh, and where you, where you guys are now. And I mean, that just really lifts me up being able to, to celebrate that with you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and they're, they're definitely, I mean, listen, we all go through very, very dark seasons and portions of our lives. Um, some, some tend to be darker and, uh, you know, and if, if you've ever walked through an experience where you, uh, going through a divorce or separation or it, it could be anything, but, but for me specifically walking through that, especially even as a minister, there was a whole different level of, of darkness. I, you know, depression would be fine, a, a fine word for that because you just kind of walk around and you're thinking, God, where are you, you know, in, in this moment? And, um, and it, it was tough. And, and difficult. And I think through a lot of those things, um, I always tell people that people will sometimes ask the question, well, how, how do you make it through that? What do you do? And for me, honestly, it was the community of people that I was surrounded with that were able to kind of lead and to guide me through so much of that, having friends on staff, having people here at the church who I knew genuinely loved me and wanted the best for me and who were going to be there um, if I just needed to talk or whatever else. And so there was there was that that really began to help to get through that, what I would describe as the darkest portion of that of that experience. And then you just begin to see God's, when when you continue to put your trust in God, in spite of how dark a season may be, sure, um, which is in, which is difficult to do at times. But then it, you continue to put your trust there, and even though it may be a year, it may be two years, it may be five years, whatever the case is, I, I believe that God is faithful, mm-hmm. and He begins to lead you through those things and bring you to a place where um, there's a you know you God somehow puts a an incredible lady in front of you. In my case, Tanya. Um, and and begins to bring this in, this amazing relationship out of a very very dark time, and I think that was a that was a great thing for us. All right, <laughs> Tanya. No, <laughs> do you, do you now, agree? Now you, Tanya. <laughs> it was kind of a date. I don't, I'm just <laughs> yeah, and I think for anybody listening, you know, anybody that's going through seasons like that, um, just knowing that God is faithful um, through all those times, you know, and seeing how He works. I mean, you. Tanya works with Holly for a couple years at the Valley and then getting to know Doug through the church and then just watching that all just come full circle. And, you know, we got what we have in front of us now, and it's just amazing. Well, I think absolutely. Like when I worked at Valley, I mean, I was in a literal valley in my life um, when my marriage crumbled. And I kind of applied in Mustang kind of on a whim. I you know, thought, well, I have connections in UConn because I decided really late. I'd been off for two years with the girls and I decided to go back to teaching. <clears throat> and so I was, you know, thought, well, I have connections in UConn. I had worked in Putnam City before. I have connections there. And I was like, well, Mustang's close. I'll just go. And then I get the call from Mustang and I interview at Mustang and I get the job there. And I kind of always wondered. But then like looking back, there were so many things that I have, the current job I have now, the house that I lived in through um, the time that I was single with the girls, um, 
through Josh and Holly meeting Doug. Like there are just so many different connections that, that during that time and so many of those times when you think that you're alone and where is God and what is he doing and why are none of these things working out or coming together, but he is putting all those things together even when we don't see. And sometimes it's only after time has passed that you start to see how he was working all things together. Yeah. And even before, even before I ever knew that I needed any of those things in my life, they were already coming into play and being put into place. Well, it's fun. I mean, you hadn't worked with Holly for how many years? And it was like um, we it's saw been the six. Six years. Mm-hmm. And we'd see you maybe twice a year. Right. I mean, it was just that that little bit of connection mm-hmm. that kept going for some reason. Right. And this is it. That is. It's wow. true. Wow, it's true. So I, I you know, just to add add in on that, just a little bit, just to 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 bring this point. Um, I th- I think there's a lot of places in our lives when things don't go well, we try to be our own god. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Where we try to make Absolutely. things happen. Yeah. And I think for for me, the biggest lesson in a lot of this was how much I had to surrender. I had to surrender the way that I thought things should go. I had to surrender the timing. I had to surrender um, what I thought was right because my version of right was actually not God's in this particular instance. And that's a, that's kind of tough to understand uh, as being just, you know, humans. We, we don't fully understand what all is at play here. And so there was this place where, where sometimes you have to surrender and you have to humble yourself underneath God's mighty hand. And um, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough lesson because especially as men, you know, we want to be in control. And there was so much of this story that I was out of control and I didn't have control over. And I had to simply just lean in closer to where God was and hold on tight to where he was. And uh, like I said, in the, in the end, um, I haven't, you know, we have an incredible story, but we still cling close to God, even though we're not in a valley now, because we have kids that we're raising. We have um, jobs that we're trying to continue to, to push through. We have situations that we're trying to guide and, and direct one another through too. And so we continue to cling close to God and try not to control things too mm-hmm. much. It's good. That is awesome. Well, Hey, switching topics real quick. Valentine's day is coming up. It, Tanya, I wanted to ask you, is Doug a romantic guy? He's very romantic. Yeah. Can we get, you any, hear that? can we Did get the example? I remember what is, <laughs> Did you? you drove all the way up to Edmond. <laughs> To take her, Dr. Pepper. You guys have been dating for mm-hmm. how long? It wasn't very long. It was, long. Very it was like early. like nine hours. It might have been border. <laughs> it was like right after. <laughs> he say, took it might her. have been borderline <laughs> creepy what I did, but I, I happened it. to be up in Edmond. Yeah, he happened to be in Edmond. I had an after school meeting, and he brought me a, a Dr. Pepper from Sonic. I know her love language. Romantic, <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> the sixth love, love language. Thirty-two dollars worth of gas to drop off. Ninety-nine cent Dr. Pepper. Yeah, at happy hour. I'm telling you, you're not going to tell me Doug's not romantic yeah <laughs> no one of the first things pretty early on um i had parent teacher conferences and that's always a really stressful week you're teaching all week and then you're doing parent teacher conferences in the evening and so Preach. they're very long <laughs> very long days and so um i got flowers that week delivered to school and then he gave me this giant this backpack that was crammed full of all kinds of things for survival and there was a paper a list we talking like hunting knives yeah it (laughs) it was like hand grenades and and uh, things like that coupon booklets and so it was free hugging dogs (laughs) (laughs) it was sweet and it was funny and so each you know he had each item that was in the backpack and then you know how it was supposed to help me through that that week that I was not looking forward to because my um my start at at the school that I had just moved to I just started a new job um it was very challenging and so it had not been good and and for a long time Doug would promise me every day well today's going to be better today's going to be better and it kind of never was <laughs> two, two years later <laughs> two years later it's still still really not better um he kind of quit saying that after a while and so now we're just counting down the days we just surrendered but, <laughs> it to God <laughs> but anyway so this backpack full of things and so just um just very thoughtful always in everything that he gives there's a lot of thought behind um what he does and what he says, so very romantic. Very cool. Uh, get me the uh, backpack thing. <laughs> I'm gonna, let, I think we see. still have it. I'll tell you what, if you too. could just yeah. put three of those together for yeah, us. Okay. <laughs> That'd be great. Just leave it by my bumper of my truck, <laughs> but don't put in a paper bag. I feel like there's a business here where we could set up like a backpack, you know, assembly kind of thing for guys. 
I'd be at the top of that pyramid, mm-hmm. and then Hell you guys yeah. would have. Oh, okay. All, all we had down. to do is on February 14th go stand outside of a Home Depot and go, "Hey, dude, did you get something for your wife? I got this backpack <laughs> right yeah. here. It works. <laughs> We'd sell thousands. Let me show you what you got in here." <laughs> Well, thanks so much uh, to Doug and Tanya Wyatt for being on the show. And um, anything else you guys want to add before we uh, wrap this one up? I don't think so. Now, this is uh, like your second Valentine's Day, correct? This, yeah. It's first, well, of course, first married. First married. But second yeah. Valentine's Day together. Big plans. Uh huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> a romantic secret. Super romantic. It's a secret. Super you can't romantic. Tell me. You know, actually, <laughs> secret. Okay. Funny. Funny. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this for a second. Um, we kind of decided that we wanted to take all of our kids out and uh, and do something with the with the whole crew, and so that may not necessarily feel super romantic, but it's it's us and it's it's our family, and so that there's a lot of value there too. Yeah, I like that. Well, Doug, you have officially. We'll do bro- our own date too, some other time. But <laughs> but Valentine's Day is given to that. You've officially broken the record on the most appearances on the Big Boy Pants podcast as a guest. Congratulations, wow. man! Oh, thank you. Did you get his prize? Impressive. Okay. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll get it to no, him I'll give it to him later. Yeah. 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 Still in the mail. Is it a gift card to a restaurant we can take seven people <laughs> Thursday <laughs> night? Well, uh, how far? How, how many ways can you split a twenty-five dollar <laughs> waffle house? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks again to Doug and Tanya, and thanks for listening. Um, We will see you later. Bye. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tell them bye? Oh, we'll see you guys later. It was nice to be here. Bye. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, goodbye. First Peter 5, 6 through 10 says this, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore you, support and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation.